Welcome to the Board Game Community Show. I'm your host, Riley Stock. Join me as I get to talk about games that I played this summer. They could be... Uh, these these are all solo games. Hi, welcome to the Board Game Community Show. I am Riley, and I'm doing a little bit of a different episode because I am doing a lot of stuff. We are, my wife is a teacher and she is getting ready for the school year. And so I am helping her out a lot. And we've been doing a lot of vacations over the summer. And so we are going to talk about games we played together, I think next week, hopefully, if she has time. And so I thought I would talk about games that I played without her this week. And if you can hear my cats, we got a new kitten. He's He was four months when we got him, five months now. Named him Lalo after a character from Better Call Saul. And he is rambunctious. He loves to pick fights with the other cats. And I think they're actually starting to like him. You might hear all that hissing and growling and fighting and that's because they love each other, definitely. It's because he's relentless. So, I will talk about these games. So, the first one I played with my little nephew. So cute. He wanted to play Uno Minecraft. It was actually pretty fun. Classic Uno, but then there's some Minecraft twists. And then... These aren't in any sort of order, I'm just realizing. So I will just go through them from my BGG uh, stats app. Uh, Cats, I hope you can't hear all that hissing and think I'm a bad pet parent because I let them fight it out. They're fine. The, The Juniper is super... Sounds way worse than she is. She just hisses and, but then she'll like play and softly bite him and kind of chase and lick him. And anyway, so after Uno Minecraft, this one's actually pretty recent and I'm really excited about it. I've only played it once and I played against the Automa Star Wars Outer Rim. So cool. Such a cool game. The, the Automa I thought was really fun and you can sort of select difficulty if i remember right i think the newer expansion the new expansion is it gives you more ways to adjust the difficulty uh which i did pick up but it is on its way i haven't received it yet because i could not find it at a local game store and that game is fantastic it kind of bummed me out though because i was working on a pickup deliver space game And when I got this, I was like, oh, this does so much of what I was doing in my game, but better and more refined. Uh, The game is really cool. I think there is so much awesomeness happening in it. If you've never played Star Wars Outer Rim, I recommend it. I apologize if some of this gets really scattered. The cat's fighting is just throwing me off. So another one, Marvel United. Oh, that was probably with Mr. Rao. Uh, And so that's viewable on the YouTube. That was really fun. We played the X-Men expansion. It's my only time playing the X-Men expansion since I've gotten it. 
because I have not had a lot of time. And that was really fun. Super duper hard. I think that game is really fun. And I know that a lot of people don't like it or think it's too simple, but I really think that the Kickstarter exclusive stuff and even just the X-Men stuff, which anybody could buy, steps it up as far as difficulty goes. So I really enjoy Marvel United. This next one, I this is the board game that I have had the longest and never actually played it. Lost the board game. I have a, I made a friend and turned out that he is a huge Lost fan. And so him and I talk Lost a lot and other TV shows. We just have a lot of the same interests. And so he saw that I had this Lost board game and was like, dude, like, I know you love board games. I'm not, I don't play a lot of board games, but we have to play this game. And so before he moved away, we made sure to play this game and it was actually really fun. And I don't know if that was just because it was like two of us trying to figure out this game that's not super well written. The It had like a website for rules clarifications and that website is long since turned into some other website. So we couldn't get rules clarification on some of the things, but we were just like, you know what, this feels right. And so we would play it that way. And it, it I think we played for like an hour and a half or two hours and we were laughing, having fun, throwing our arms up like, oh my gosh, oh no. And what you're trying to do is be the the best leader in the group. And, or yeah, like you're trying to lead your friends. Oh my gosh, my cats are driving me nuts. I am sorry if this is the worst episode ever. But this is last minute. I'm recording this the night before, like, roughly six hours before this comes out. I won't even edit this. So, ugh. Um, but yeah, the Lost Board Game, actually better than expected. It's just got some wonky things in it, but not bad. Great Western Trail, I played that with David, who's a eclectic camel over on Twitch. Awesome dude. And he smoked us on it, but I did better. That was my second time playing that on Board Game Arena. And it was fun. I like I like the game. It's getting better each time I play it. But the problem when you play a Board Game Arena game is that you can just click through the game sometimes without fully learning the game. And so sometimes you just don't actually learn anything. Next... Arc Nova. This one, I really like. I like. I I liked playing it. I really did. I thought it had a lot of awesome things. Setup was huge. The teach was huge. Super long teach. So many icons that aren't necessarily very uh, intuitive. There was. Uh, I don't. Know, there's just like a big heavy teach here. I can't emphasize that enough. But once you get going, it starts making sense pretty quickly and that teach pays off. But I don't think I will ever own this game because I would never want to teach it. I Again, I think it's awesome. I would happily play it anytime with anybody. I'd help set it up as far as I can remember or, or tell me what to do, help clean it up. That should speed up some things. It's always nice when you have multiple people, multiple people who know how to set up and take down a game. 
but again the teach is too long the game is really clever fun so many cool cards cool art uh clever decisions and building that zoo is really satisfying so even if you lose it's not a big deal so arc nova brilliant game i'll never own it this war of mine the board game fantastic game man that game is so cool it puts you through the emotional toll of war and you have these characters and you've got to go and scavenge or you know hunk, hunker down and and try and build out kind of your base and survive and it's impossible to survive and some of your people are going to die but then you try and get new survivors and the i i just played two games of it really it was one game but I had to separate it into two sessions just because of the length of it. And I think it's really cool because you actually save every day. So you'll play through a day and then at the start of the new day, you can save the game, write all your progress, write all your tokens. So then you could just clean it up, play it again. And you have to play through so many days. I can't remember exactly what it is. And I made it maybe th four days, three or four days. I can't remember. Um, but some of the stories in it, it was interesting because you think like almost choose your own adventure type thing, right? You go and you do this thing and it tells you, okay, look at pay, look at uh, scenario 475. And there's like 1,500 of these scenarios. So you flip open this book, you open it up, and some of them are like, there's a child that looks like he's starving. Do you give him some of your food? Yes, no. And then if you do, you're giving up some of your food. So that's going to make surviving for you harder and your group harder. Uh, and it, which is just an interesting thing because it's, it's not a, I don't get a benefit necessarily for giving this fake child in this game food but it pulls at your heartstrings the way it describes it. The, this kid looks like a skeleton at first. And then you realize, oh, no, it's just this starving, starving child. And there's all these sad moments. And some of them, some of the scenarios you just open up to and it's like, there's these skeletal children. I know I'm using starving kids a lot. This wasn't all of them. <laughs> but there's these skeletal figures and then they heading towards you and they start throwing uh, rocks at an owl and the owl drops a rat that it was holding and then they just eat that rat and oh it's these hungry kids whatever and it, literally no decision is made no uh, gameplay is actually impacted in that um, in that like a scenario but just that emotional toll of reading that story of how you know, this war-torn city has forced these kids to, like, try and kill that owl. And then when that doesn't work, they're just eating that owl's scraps. It's leftovers. So the game also has some cool decisions. And uh, I know I'm making it sound like the story part is the big part. And it, it really is the big part. But there's also some fun decisions throughout the gameplay. And I know this could be played co-op with multiple people. But I don't think I would play it that way. It's... I, yeah, it just seems like a good emotional experience. And I think playing in a group might, you know, like people would naturally try and cope or make jokes because it's a heavy subject. I know I probably would, but playing alone, I can really just 
invest in that world. It's cool. Uh, next is Marvel Battle World, which I played twice, and that was with my nephew. And last episode, we talked about that. So real briefly, you know, it's just a kid's game. Uh, but it's got some clever decisions, the clever decisions, some clever uh, mechanics. And I definitely don't think it's a bad game. Like, especially if you have kids, you'll f- probably find some fun in it if they're really interested in Marvel. And, you know, just uh, rolling some dice and moving and choice. There, there's there's a good amount of strategy to it. Not like, yeah, you know, a game could com- you could completely win or lose based on luck. But there's things that you can do a little bit to help mitigate that. Um, and that was actually my first review copy of a game. So thank you, Funko Games, for sending that to me. That was really cool to be able to do. I know I don't normally do reviews, but I told them that, you know, I've always wanted to do a review with my nephew. So I got to do that. Check that off my wish list. The next one, Endangered Orphans of Condyle Cove. I love the game. It's so Tim Burton-esque. It's by Certifiable Studios. They do quite a few really cool games that I like. And the, the yeah, the, the art is Tim Burton-esque. The theme of it is that you're these orphans and you're just trying to out-survive your fellow orphans, be the last orphan living, you know, surviving, and uh, not get eaten by the boogeyman. And so your deck is called the Options Deck. I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but but you're just playing options and some of them are, and moving about the board. Uh, you have cards that are locations and you're building out the uh, map with these location cards. And so some of them might be like force any players at the woods in the woods to discard two cards, two of their options. And they have to discard it. And that includes you. If you're there, you have to discard it too. Or you might be able to steal options from players' decks or their discard pile. And there's a lot of fun, risky things that you have to do if you are close to running out of options. You want to get back to the cul-de-sac. But when you start your turn on the cul-de-sac, you have to draw one of six desperate act cards. And one of those is a boogeyman. And if you draw the boogeyman, you lose. But if you draw one of the other ones... It'll likely help you out and get you back into the game. So it's a cool game. I I think it's fun. It's a lot more take that than I generally play. But I don't know. Sometimes it really just depends on who you're playing with. I've played it with people that hated it. And I've played it with people that really loved it. The Castles of Burgundy. That's I played that uh, several times. And have had fun with that. I'm excited. I backed the you know, new GameFound, the, the crowdfunding for it. So that'll be my first time owning it. But I've played it like five or six times on BGA. And I played it on stream with Mr. Rao. And with David from All Games New and Old. And Tim from Board Game Hot Takes. And that was a blast streaming with them. Yeah, you can go check that out on Mr. Rouse Gaming on YouTube. And the game is phenomenal. I'm so excited to get that played. Actually, my wife has a friend that owns it, and I hope that we get to play it with them one day. That'll be my first time playing it in person and see if my wife likes it, because I think she will. I think it's puzzly enough uh, and not too like uh, 
like, yeah, you can kind of steal things that somebody else wanted, but it's not directly mean necessarily. Although you could play it that way. And then my final game that I played without my wife this year was Marvel Champions, the card game. I played that quite a few times. I played through the entire campaign of the Sinister Motives with Miles Morales, who is one of my favorite Marvel characters of all time. And that was phenomenal. I, I Marvel Champions is one of my favorite games. I don't play it enough. I own all of the content all because it's a living card game. So they're almost monthly putting out new games, uh, new scenarios and or a, uh, ally pack. Sorry, a huge spider just crawled right towards me, freaked me out. Um, and look at these live episodes. Aren't they so much fun? Uh, and so Marvel Champions is just a great, uh, I love being able to, you know, build out my deck and try new combinations of aspects and characters. The game is great. Um, I, I haven't played a lot of living card games. Arkham Horror has the potential to dethrone it, but both are different enough to own both. I own both of them and, Arkham Horror, I just don't get pay, played enough because I think it takes longer to play a game of it. And it's really, really thematic and the choices you make are really cool and it's insanely hard, but a cool story is going on. It's got a great narrative to it. So anyway, Marvel Champions is the game I actually played and <laughs> I I think that's super thematic for what Marvel is of balancing your superhero life with your personal life almost you know there's that kind of aspect of your alter ego and going and fighting enemies and then having to retreat to recover and or trying to thwart their their sinister plots their sinister scheme and i think ffg just does a great job at capturing theme in a lot of their games that's the oh man is that my no i only have two on here yeah there's just two ffg ones outer rim and marvel champions but anyways so those are the games i am sorry that this episode is very scattered it's very last minute but thank you for listening uh i wanted to just do a quick one so that i could do an episode and not miss a week because I haven't missed a week yet. And I was thought I might have to put this one off, but you know, why not just throw something out and talk about games? Uh, also, as far as the community goes, I, I mentioned a lot of people in this episode and I am really loving, I just, I love this community. I love the board game community. I love being able to interview new people in it. And I, uh, like I could shout out to a million people, but I'll just do a couple of people here. Um, so if you're not following people, oh man, I don't even, I don't have like the ats of everybody, but like tabletop express, they've been doing a uh, monthly show about um, every so often. I think they're trying to do it more often where they do a call in so Tabletop Express on YouTube, they do like a call-in show and it's really clever. I think it's unique uh, and pretty much Ryan and um, 
Chris, oh my gosh. <laughs> I sorry Chris, I didn't forget your name. I just would have normally I would say Chris and Ryan and so I reversed it. Anyways, Chris and Ryan they do a um like a live show and then they have listeners, viewers pop into the restream and or streamyard whatever they use and then they have them join in on the conversation and so you get to see listeners and people throughout the community hopping in i think it's so cool one of these days i'd love to actually hop in and see it live uh, i went to go do it the other day yesterday two days ago from this and our power was out and then my uh my internet on my phone data was kind of running low so i had to hop out and so that's really cool so go check out tabletop express of course mr route gaming uh, rants and reviews i got a shirt and I'm loving this shirt. I think it, he's just an awesome dude. Really, really cool, uh, sincere, nice, caring, loving person in this community. And he also does great videos. And you can go and listen to him rant about games and review games and do playthroughs. And he's been having, we've been doing monthly streams with me, Tim from Board Game Hot Takes, and David from All Games New and Old. Which both of them, David, all games new and old, fantastic guy. I think his videos are filled with so much humor and uh, they're they're just fun. I love his guests, the characters he does. So go check out all games new and old on YouTube. Tim, board game hot takes. He is great. Uh, he's, I mean, their podcast is one of my absolute favorite ones. I try not to let it go 24 hours before I listen to a new episode because I just, I want to consume that, their content as soon as they put it out. Um, and they've got such a cool, loyal uh, uh, fan base. Oh, my cats are distracting me again. But, um, and so it, it's it's been fun seeing them grow into this a lot bigger podcast you know they <laughs> from them going talking about like oh you know single digit to double digit to like four digit listeners and um and just seeing also even they put out polls every week on their twitter at bg hot takes and bg underscore hot takes whatever it is i'm sure you can find it that way if you're not already following them uh and and seeing those to, uh, polls, those fun polls grow from, you know, single digit to being like triple digit uh, answers, people responding, votes, votes, that's what they're called. Uh, and their podcast is, I, I know I already said that, but their podcast is, they review board games right after playing them. A lot of times it's their first time playing it for most of them. And the group is a phenomenal group. Uh, Chris and Adam both fantastic. All three of them have been on the Board Game Community Show, and I always recommend that podcast to pretty much anyone who's interested in learning about games and hearing reviews of games that they might like, because they're very honest about it. I first impression of a game is huge, because if you don't like your first impression, what's the chances of busting it out a second or a third time? Um, and granted, some games get better, but, you know, you recognize that potential in your first playthrough generally. And so I really appreciate their 
sincerity and honesty in their reviews. Um, I know there are so many more. Phil, Phil has been one of my best friends on that I've made here. He was my second interview, I think, that I did, and we talk pretty much every day. And we do another podcast, the Friend and Foe Adventure Co., the Bunkers and Badasses actual play podcast together. Um, and his podcast, Organized Fun, is another one that I try not to ever miss and try not to let go too long before I listen to an episode because I genuinely love hearing, <clears throat> excuse me, hearing him talk about games. Uh, I think they have a lot of charm and very unique style of cutting in gameplay. Uh, like they record their gameplay and this is an audio format and then they'll, he'll cut in segments of the game into the episode and so they'll be talking about some rules or about moments and then it'll go and then it'll play audio relevant to what they were talking about it's really really cool it's really well done if you've never listened to organized fun i seriously recommend it because it's it's i think one of the coolest most unique uh formats out there for podcasts and then, uh, see, I didn't even write people down, so I am so sorry if I missed people, but it's getting late, and I need to call it. So thank you again for listening. If you enjoy the show, uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts, review it, share it with your friends, family. Uh, if, if you, oh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Nerd. I think I'm on I'm on Instagram now, but I'm not great at Instagram at Wild Nerd as well, uh, and I'm not super active on there. And then listen to Friend Info Adventure Co. It's definitely immaturely mature, so if that's not your thing, that's okay. And then next week we'll have a little bit more of a realer episode, and then the next week I should be back to having guests on. So my apologies for having kind of a string of different ones but uh summer it gets kind of hectic and i'm trying i don't want to burn out on this i want to reach 100 episodes all right um hopefully this, if this was your first episode wow good job sticking through my ramblings i congratulate you have a medal on me um but go listen to any interview there's so many good ones i've been told that my Eric, my interview with Eric Lang episode is one of the best interviews uh, that people have heard in a long time, which I think is really flattering. Of course, why wouldn't I think that's really flattering? I, it's very humbling too. I just that he would take the time, um, and I'm very self-conscious about that interview because of certain things with it. Um, you know, just. When you get talking about real things, sometimes you get worried that you sound like a, a real dummy. But that one's really great. The one with Tanya Pobeda is really interesting hearing about uh, statistics and and research in the board game world. Um, the My other most popular episode is probably the one with Eric Royce. Uh, from He's the designer of Spirit Island, which is my favorite game. And that was a really fun conversation uh, with just getting to know people getting to know him and yeah all right there but there's for real i love every single one of my guests i know i said like phil and i talk every day 
uh, we message and I try to keep in touch with people. Um, but I also get maybe imposter syndrome or uh, just in my head and think like, well, why would people want to talk to me? Or, oh, I shouldn't talk to people because then it'll just be bothering. I'm like, I already bothered them to come talk to me for an hour or two uh, for the podcasts, you know, like. And so if you've been on the show and you're listening, know that I, it's not that I don't want to talk to you. Feel free to hit me up uh, because I seriously think about all my guests all the time. And I hope that I run into them at, at like a convention or uh, that I get to talk or interact with them on Twitter. Um, Cause it's just, again, it's just such a cool, cool community and I'm lucky to be a part of it. And yeah, that's it. All right. Cheesiness done. Okay. Good night or good morning. It's nighttime for me right now in this recording. Goodbye. Fond memory. Fond memory for me. This, I mean, this summer I got to play a lot of games with my wife. And we normally go to the cabin. We play lots of board games, but we didn't, we only went once this year. And we had a friend come up. Oh, we didn't play a board game. Okay redoing this. I'm trying to come up with it on the fly. Um, but, oh, maybe playing, I think I already said that one, playing Marvel Champions at SaltCon, uh, so Utah con- board gaming convention. And we had eight people from the Utah Designers Guild, uh, well, the Board Game Design Guild of Utah. There were eight members there. And we set up two different games of Marvel Champions and just played side by side. And I really, really enjoyed doing that. And we, you know, took a big picture. And uh, But it, it was just fun. You know, it's only a four-player game, but being able to play next to each other and, and have that community uh, sense, especially with people I've interacted with so much online. And, and that was the first time I got to meet a lot of them in person. There we go. Hopefully I haven't told you that one.